Welcome in, everyone. This is Andy Hawkins and Susan Harrison, and we are off the eye. I think we left a lot of our people off the eye with our nebulous clues, don't you, Andy? I think we did. In fact, let's kind of mention the words involved with this. We mentioned abandonment. Mm -hmm. Lost. Lost. Not the TV series, y'all. Literally lost, which we were. We'll get to that in a minute. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Water. Water. Which is a sign of... Purification and salvation. And redemption. There you go. So we're going to be talking about these broad themes that which we use to tease you because, you know, you never throw down the gauntlet with us about... True. (laughs) We can be nebulous with our clues. That's right. We were way too easy a while back. So let's talk about the beginning of our trip for this this week, this month. I should say. Excuse me. Yeah, we we uh, we sort of got abandoned early, didn't we? Yes, we did. We headed out of Dewberry to Whitmire. Yeah, really far away, y'all. Really far away, and it was early in the morning, and we. I am ashamed. We got lost, y'all, in, in the suburbs Whitmire. of Whitmire. <laughs> <laughs> but we found our way. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. We found our way. We did find redemption. We, no, but we, <laughs> we found bacon. <laughs> we did find bacon. That is what helped us to it. We decided to leave early in the morning and have breakfast in Whitmire. The Whitmire Cafe. That's exactly right. And I will have to say the most outstanding thing about that was... The the when we walked in there, everybody in that cafe knew we were not from Whitmire. They did, but yet they spoke to us. Remember the lady who invited us to sit and eat with her little grandson? Exactly. She did. Friendly, friendly folks. They yes, truly they were. were. They were it they embraced us there. And we had, we you know, we had our, our meal there mm-hmm. and it, it's, it, but getting lost was a little embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> we looked at each other. We said, we've been all over this state. We are lost. And Whitmire. Keep yes. turning right. Yes, we did. We found our way out. <laughs> okay. Well, there we go. That's how our trip began this week. But now we haven't told you where we're going because we're going to take you step by step there today. It's how about very, that? I think it's very important that we do that. I think so. So... Along the way, we have made very clear to everybody that one of our major components of our rules, I guess, of the road, which rules are used loosely here, um, would be the mystery stop. So what does it sound like when we're calling a mystery like stop? (laughs) And we We, stop. We stop. It's really almost kind of like a bunch of monkeys. We (laughs) We don't have to use any words. That's right, and we did it, and we did it actually. We didn't know at the time, but we have since done a lot of research. You don't realize one of the fun things about going off the eye Mm -hmm. is to research things after we get home. Right. So this was in Union County. Tell us about that. Well, we were just, we were on the old, what they call the Old Buncombe Road. Right. Uh Southern National Forest on one side of us, and Mm -hmm. we came to, uh, I believe it was called Hunt Club Road. Yes, it was. But it wasn't the road that stopped us. No, it was not. It was a concrete edifice. Explain that, what it was. Well, I can only explain it to you today because we have done research. Yes, we have. This is the thing that is the, I I really think is the theme of this trip. Post-research to your trip. Right. 
So this actually is a silo mm -hmm. that was probably more prominent in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Turn of the century, yeah. Turn of the century, 1900s. Yeah. Well, that century. We got to remember we're in the new one. That was so hard to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can tell our age. Yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, so that that you know that was very prominent mm -hmm. out there. There were concrete silos with windows in them, mm -hmm. which I still would like somebody to explain to me, but how you do that. But it was so we stopped, we mm -hmm. pulled off, and mm -hmm. then that was on one side of the road. On the right hand, on the left hand side was a house. Describe that house. We to turned them. around, and there was. A I don't house. even think house was the word. No, for no, it. it, it, it hotel like almost. A one-story hotel mm -hmm. with some Victorian scroll work around it, a deep front porch with, I think we counted four, maybe six entrances inside. Yes. So we start walking toward it. Right. And if there were any signs there, they were rusted and we couldn't read them. Yeah. Got that? Yeah, yeah. Th mm -hmm. That's that's on Got the record, right? Got people? Got <laughs> okay. And, and so we're walking. This is an old hunt club. Mm -hmm. And if you want to know the intersection, again, Old Buncombe Road and Hunt Club Road. Right. We found some interesting things out about this particular place, which we might or might not share with you, but we'll go on. Well, I know. I, I, I really do think, think we, we should share that. I think we should share that because, you know, <laughs> Su Susan was in the classroom for a long time, and so, so she's somewhat protective of information. <laughs> I'm but like, true, I don't care. True. You we tell them. I'm just going to tell read them about it after the fact. Yeah. After the fact. Well, well, just a piece of it. We the, don't need the, all of the it. The address was 281 Hunt Club Road that we're exactly. talking about. This huge house. So we found this article in the 1995 Spartanburg Herald Journal. I'll just read you the first couple sentences here. <laughs> a Union County man who once worked as a bodyguard for country music superstar Hank Williams Jr. until he was convicted of manslaughter was shot and killed after a scuffle with a Lawrence County Sheriff's deputy. J.C. Morgan, 55, of 281 Hunt Club, Club Road, Road was shot Saturday by Deputy Melvin Hughes during a fight <laughs> when county firefighters battled a brush fire near a mobile home on the shore of Lake Greenwood. But it says in this article that Mr. Morgan is believed to be the inspiration for William's rollicking song, yeah, quote, he was Dixie the, on my mind. That's right. He was the William's, uh, what was his name? His influence. Mr. Morgan was William's influence. Dixie on Hank my mind. Williams Jr. Hank Williams Jr., which includes the lyrics, I'd love to haul them all down around Spartanburg and show them how we raise hell in Caroline. I think the last thing that should be said about this gentleman is from his lawyer who had taken him yes, through his, his first murder case. Yes, uh, <laughs> his lawyer was quoted in this article as saying that Mr. Morgan had a heart as big as all the world. He said of Mr. Morgan, and I quote again, I think the Lord just put him in the wrong generation. He belonged in the 1850s in the Wild West. He didn't take the rules and people fencing him in. Abandonment right there, Spartanburg Herald Journal. <laughs> that was part, those were part of our clues. We were not lost, but we, we found abandonment. We didn't find what We've got to do water and redemption uh, uh, next. Hatches Creek. Oh, there was, a, there was a little water there, but yeah. I'm talking about water. Well, let's move on down the highway. That's right. And so we'll be back in just a moment to tell you about the water and redemption that we actually went to see. Yes, we did. 
Welcome back, everyone. This is Andy Hawkins and Susan Susan Harrison. That's right, and we are off the eye. And of course, all, all all you know so far is we we ended up in Whitmire and we got lost, and we ended up in Union County on the Buncombe we, Highway. On the Buncombe Highway. So where were we actually headed this well, time? Well, we were headed towards some places that I remember from childhood. I grew up in a really small town called Roebuck, mm-hmm. South Carolina, in Spartanburg right. County. And so we went to visit two areas that have a great deal in common. They were at one time huge areas for mineral springs, West Springs and Glen Springs. Ooh. And okay, we, well, well, what's a mineral spring? And so what came of these mineral springs? Well, they're, they're completely abandoned now. Oh, the water's, that's the abandonment that's we were talking about. But we did find the water. Yes, we did. We, we did, did find, find the water. water. We did find the yeah. water. We went to West Springs first, which is not nearly as famous as the old Glen Springs Hotel. But uh, we didn't know. I didn't know until we found the road that said Old Hotel Road, that mm-hmm. there was actually a hotel there. Right. So upon doing some research, we found the old hotel. So when you were growing up, all you were aware of was, was Glen Springs. Glen Springs was the area that was really, really... Everybody talked and, about and Glen We're Springs. talking about sort of an Aiken. Like, we've been to Aiken, so mm-hmm. folks have... have Traveled with us off the Ida Aiken, right. and and we actually, it was the same thing. People came from all. I mean, Roosevelt came to this place too. I believe he did. He came to Glen Springs. Yes, he did. Because there was a railroad uh, that would take you from Spartanburg to Roebuck, and then there was a, a line dedicated to Glen Springs from Roebuck. To Glen mm-hmm. Springs, mm-hmm. and I can remember my grandmother a, a telling railroad me line. railroad yeah. line, absolutely yes. mm-hmm. small gauge, mm-hmm. tiny gauge. I don't remember the hotel. The hotel, of course, burned in 1941 in Glen Springs. But I was amazed to find that there was actually one in West Springs, and we found a little ad. I'm, I'm, this is about post information, post research here. Right. here. So this yeah. is the West Springs Susan's hotel. Susan's my queen of research here. So. Tell us about what you found online well, about you, West Springs In Hotel. 1922, you could board there for a week for $10, the West Springs Hotel in exactly. West Springs. And it was a cool resting place for all who were tired and worn from business cares and run down in health. I'm telling you. And that's Westbrook, West Springs. And $10. $10. How, how much was that in regular What did time? we find out? $142? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. So really not that not bad. bad. But yeah. No air conditioning in 22, <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. We could see where the hotel used to be. Yeah. And we found the spring. Right. And there actually was a cement area with a cover over it and, and, a, and a little hut over it, little... Mm-hmm. Said, please keep the springs clean. And they were filthy. They were not taking care. We did not. Right. This was abandonment at its at its worst. At its worst. Absolutely, it, truly was. it was sad. It but was people sad. came to these. You know, let's go on to, to the more famous one, Glen Springs. I read in my post research mm-hmm. that there was a gentleman who came from up north who who was completely stricken with arthritis. And he came down to this, rode the railroad over, just mm-hmm. like you said, on the little railroad to, to the to Glen Springs from, and he actually said, when I got there, I could hardly get off the train because I was I mm-hmm. was just had so much trouble with arthritis. It took me an hour to get dressed in the morning, but doggone, he went and he actually did three glasses of water for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. From these springs, mm-hmm. and this was when they had a magnificent hotel here at right. this place. Oh, magnificent right. people, hundreds. I mean, it was like over a oh, hundred rooms. Absolutely, people from upstate New York made it a yearly. Like we said, Roosevelt here. came, and actually, mm-hmm. way, 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 way back, 
actually, George Washington actually came to this area. That's the rumor. Not, Absolutely. That's, the rumor. that's what yeah. they say because so, these were healing springs from the Indians there So this well. this gentleman actually then, um, he said after he'd done his two weeks there, mm-hmm. had, had a week or two there, when he got back on the train to go back, he could he could, he could walk. He Absolutely, could walk. I remember and hearing it was, that story. You know, so these are things just like Sarasota Springs in New York, Warm Springs in Warm Georgia. Springs we, in we Georgia. need to go there sometime. Yes, we do because we keep bringing up the Roosevelt we need to connection. Do yeah, but these are really, really, and truly important things. And I'm telling you, there were there was a hotel here that had over a hundred rooms. Mm-hmm. It built there in 1836. There were tennis courts, a mm-hmm. fancy ballroom, tin pan alley, other in it was amazing. It did. And then what happened, Susan? It burned in nineteen forty one during World War Two. Mm-hmm. My grandmother used to tell me that they could see the flames sitting oh. on her front porch. Kind of like the Caldwell House in Prospect. Exactly. Very much like that. My I, children, I remember when we, that burned. We all remember when yeah, that burned I do. In, our, in prosperity. I remember that. And uh uh, it was my grandmother who showed me where the springs was so that we could get there. And we got there, y'all, and I was, I thought we would just see total neglect. Total neglect. But what did we find, Andy? Redemption. We found redemption at Glen yes, Springs. Yes, we did. Because there is a group called the Glen Springs Preservation Society, and they have decided, even though the, the springs, of course, have been... The actual spring area has been sold. Yeah, we couldn't get to it. They couldn't had get a, to it. They had a a, a gate with a... Like uh, a, you had to put a number pad in. Right. I don't know who owns it now. Yeah, oh, it's completely different. And But at the top of the hill where the church was and the little store, which uh, with Kate's, Kate's store, Kate's mm-hmm. store has been completely, well, not completely, I won't say They're that. They're working on it. That mm-hmm. has been renovated. It is cleaned up. It is lovely. And uh, this... Preservation Society. I have to give them, and I don't have their names, but you can the Glen look them. Springs Preservation Society. Right, proper name. They actually cleaned it up so much that there was a wedding at this beautiful. I mean, this is a beautiful oh, Presbyterian yeah. church, a really historic Kate store, right? Which is where they had the Sunday school classes actually exactly. in these mm-hmm. places. And this used to be a home for boys years ago until it closed down. Yes, yeah. it did, and so I mean, this has. All of these things have such a rolling history, and mm-hmm. but the but Glen Springs has a several really really lovely homes, but and they lovely have churches, lovely Calvary churches. Church, the Episcopal Church. There is one of the most beautiful churches I've ever seen. Absolutely, been beautiful. there since that but particular church. One of the things they talked about was that there is one of the things that makes communities work mm-hmm. is that they have a sense of they're there. A sense of there, where they are they geographically, geographically and where and they are culturally. Historically and everything. Yeah, so. We mentioned the props that we used in our video. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. the, the cedar bucket actually belonged to my grandmother. It went to a well. Mm-hmm. And the dipper belonged to the other grandmother. So you, that's social fabric, whether it's in a person or in a community. Right. Don't and abandon so, it. So if you have that, we would encourage you uh, Look at your family's history. Teach it to your children. Teach it, to, to, you know, you're in charge of that. I guess, you know, the whole community is in charge of the community right. history. But you are in charge of those things. And so keep those in mind. And so we're going to be coming back next and talk to you about a place where, well, it, it's about memories again. It is, it? and it's about the holiday that we just celebrated. 
There you go. Think about it. So we will be back in just a moment for Off the Eye, and we'll see you in a moment. Well, welcome back, everyone. This is Andy Hawkins and Susan Harrison, <laughs> and we are off the eye, of course. And we are, we have been at the Springs. Yes, we have. Yes, West we Springs have. and Glen Springs, and now we're headed up to my little hometown of Roebuck, South Carolina, to visit the pre-revolutionary plantation, Walnut Grove Plantation. I'm ashamed to say that in all of my growing up in Roebuck, I lived there until I was 18, I never visited the Walnut Grove Plantation until this week. And it was wonderful. We actually got there and we had a we had an excellent uh, guide, guide for us, great mm-hmm. guide for us. And it was a family and actually it was... Um, the Moore family. The Moore family and it was... 1765 kind of house, I believe. Was mm-hmm. it a revolutionary I house? I believe so. Did a beautiful, a beautiful display of pre-revolutionary up country society right and i think that's a big difference people need to recognize probably closer to newberry counties than Mm -hmm. it would be to where i grew up in charleston much very much different even from poor to poor to poor it was true it would be in charleston 1670 you know you almost got 100 years on us here this was two weeks saving us from the charities you know (laughs) and it was the scotch irish architecture that you see here Mm -hmm. Uh, and i think we need to mention amanda blake of gunsmoke fame those of you who remember amanda Blake and oh, descended from this family and gave money to buy it. one of the rifles. Oh, or, that's great. Wait, single shot, excuse me. Single shot, let, let yeah. me be. Let me be very clear about so that. So it, it is a one, you get a guide, it's on the hour, I believe, as it they is. go. Mm-hmm. So definitely show up there. It is excellent. And it is not, it is different from some of the uh, museums that we've been to in that it is not actually a a county or a state it's thing. Spartanburg County Historical. It is county. Yeah, it is the yeah, county thing. That, yeah. yeah, it is not something. Yeah, it was. It was turned over in 1966, I think. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, in the later years, because mm-hmm. it was. It truly was abandoned for a long time. Right. It really was. So we're going to transition right into from this, unless you have something else you'd like to say about the oh, We'll plantation. talk about the, the post-visit plans. There you go. Yep. All right. We're going to hear from uh, the young woman who is actually in charge of this particular... Um, Walnut Grove Plantation. That's exactly County. Right. So there you right. go. Welcome in, everybody. This is Andy Hawkins and... Susan Harrison. And Susan, would you please tell them where we are? We are in my hometown of Roebuck, South Carolina, at the Walnut Grove Plantation, where we've had the most wonderful tour. And we're here now to talk with Rebecca. Yes. Help me out. We're, she's Rebecca. Her last name is Cockrell. Thank you. I couldn't read that far. <laughs> Everybody knows our, our penchant for not remembering names and like that. So I look at her and go down, Susan? It's, it's getting worse. It is. So with all that aside, we really are glad to be sitting down with you after taking a tour with Jason Bridwell, who is, a, a you told me, a historical interpreter mm-hmm. of correct. a Walnut Grove. Tell me a little bit about, you're the site coordinator, mm-hmm. coordinator, Rebecca. Tell me about what Walnut Grove wants people to take away from here. And what, what do you, what story, what's your story? That, I mean, this is history. What's your story? Yeah. Well, I love the history of Walnut Grove and the story it tells. Um, this was one of the, or the home of one of the founding families for Spartanburg County. Um Charles and Mary Moore came here in the mid-1700s with several other families, and 
built this place from the ground up. They had to cut down their own trees and construct their own homes. And he was a um, subsistence farmer for the first several years and then eventually gained enough wealth to own an actual plantation um, that expanded to about 3,000 acres. And thereafter, the next three generations of that family lived in this house. And then after that, it was rented out to tenant farmers for about 100 years before it was finally given to the Historical Association to manage and then present to the community. Right. So that is something a little different from what we usually go to because this is not a governmental. Mm -hmm. This is private. Private. Yeah, this is private. So, um, so Tell us a little bit about what is on the grounds and what people will see. Kind of draw that picture for mm-hmm. them, Forest, please. So we have three historic buildings that we give tours of, and that's the manor house, the kitchen cabin, and the schoolhouse. Mm-hmm. And then there are six um, outbuildings that include a well house, a blacksmith forge, a barn, a smokehouse, a variety of things that would be similar to what was here in the mid-1800s, 1700s. Okay, so that's a picture, and you get a when when the interpreter, whoever it is, whether mm-hmm. it's Jason or some of the mm-hmm. other volunteers or people that work here mm-hmm. that do that, they will give you a, a a really a good background about what it was like for the family, how many people lived in the home, mm-hmm. that the children lived, the younger children were here with the parents, mm-hmm. and then upstairs you had the oh, you, so it does give you a really nice feeling about mm-hmm. what it was like, and there's some really lovely um, artifacts mm-hmm. that are there. Yes that represent, I assume, different periods of the family's life, some of the like ages of the clothing mm-hmm. and then the furniture and that Correct. kind of thing. So. so everything within the house, we have primary sources to support. Okay. So the furniture that is in there, the cabinetry, the types of beds, those are all similar or identical to what Charles Moore lists in his inventory. Um, and that is what we have strived for is to have primary sources for everything that is in and that is said in that house. Well, when you received this, when the group did, I don't mm-hmm. mean that you personally, but the group, um, did you get a lot of papers from the family? Were there, were there a lot of things that you could use to corroborate this kind of information? There was quite a bit of, um, well, there's public record. There's wills, sure. yeah. mm-hmm. land plats, um, the inventory for Charles and Mary Moore, the original generation that was here. Uh, the following generations, the descendants have been very generous with us and shown us pictures and letters, and then those descendants have gone on to write books and do other um, creative endeavors that have provided us with information as well. So there are a lot of sources and mm-hmm. that type of thing. Now, I understand that perhaps y'all do some special events here. Mm-hmm. It's not just you, and we want to talk about the times that people can, what's your regular schedule, and then let's talk about special events. So regular hours are Tuesday through Saturday, 11 o'clock to 5 o'clock. We give a public tour every hour at the top of the hour. Mm -hmm. We're also open on Sundays from 2 o'clock to 5 o'clock. Our special events, the biggest one we have every year is Festival. It's the first full weekend of October. Mm -hmm. And we have between 150 and 200 reenactors out here on the grounds that camp out for the weekend. Um, And they... uh, display various colonial trades throughout the weekend and then we also have a battle reenactment um at three Mm. different set times this would be more revolutionary yes yes revolutionary war right Mm -hmm. so that would be the period that they Mm -hmm. would be more that type of thing well listen thank you is there anything else you want people to know maybe like a phone number or how they can get further information about Um, the best way to have the most up-to-date information is to follow us on instagram or facebook at spartanburg county historical association Um, and then of course we have our website spartanburghistory.org
Perfect. Well, thank you very much, Rebecca. Well, thank we you. appreciate it. We had a great time with your interpreter. Well, I'm so And glad. he and Susan, you want to make a comment about oh, that, he was, Susan? He was fantastic. He was absolutely great. You got to keep this guy no matter what happens, okay? <laughs> We're trying to. All righty. Okay. Every time she asked a question, he knew the answer. He Bam. He, does. Absolutely. he is very quick on the number. So thank you very much, and we look forward to other people coming up to see wonderful walnut grove plantation here and we're in spartanburg county mm-hmm. we are in spartanburg county because it is spartanburg county historical it society is. there you go well thanks very much and we'll be right back well welcome back everyone this is andy and susan of course and uh we are we've we've done walnut grove yes, we've we done have. the springs mm-hmm. we've done our surprise visit which was just amazing oh, great <laughs> <laughs> but you know what was even more amazing was where we stopped for supper do you what? remember that? Yes, I do. It was actually connected to the road that it was on. Yes, it was called Grill 221, right where 221 intersects with what we call Blackstock Road in Roebuck, South Carolina, about a mile from where I went to junior high. And and I want to mention that again, that this was kind of going back to your roots and yes, your background. Was. And it I, again, it's very interesting that you said you had not been to Walnut Grove plantation you know I grew up and got up here and had to take my children down to Fort Sumter because I had never been and I because it was right in, in your backyard in your backyard yeah. yeah so go in your backyard people so yes please there are many please. wonderful things yep. so tell us a little bit about what your take on this was well I thought that grill 221 was one of the finest hamburgers I have eaten outside of Newberry South Carolina and I thought we had some of the coldest beer that we've had on any of our off-the-eye trips. What about you? Well, if I could say my thumbs up, maybe I need to say it. You my got thumb it. Is up. Thumb is up. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we had, a, again, talk with your waitress. She was fantastic, wasn't she? She she really loved the place she was working. She was thrilled when we told. I mean, there was a real sense of she was committed to that place and she was committed to being a part of it, just like the waitress and the people in Whitmire. Yes, they were. They were committed to mm-hmm. their place and it was their local place. And I think that yeah, you know, it was fun to be in a place where people, I mean, we could have probably talked with her forever. Well, we could have because she said, well, I went to the new dorm and I said, well, I went to the old dorm in high school. We See, yeah. there, you know, there, yeah. that's the wonderful thing again about kind of going back to home, you know. And you could get a bake, you could get a bacon cheeseburger there for only $6.50. There you go. And, and these were real french fries, folks. Re- the, the french fries were probably the highlight for me. Oh. Yes. Although the the fact that the hamburgers were also hand padded, they were not, you know, those frozen things. Mm. They, it was it was really good, and we do love food. Yes, we do, and we sent compliments back to the owner. Yes, and she was so happy with us. I think <laughs> if we go back, we'll get some. Well, we might get a, I think we might get a little extra pot of that. So listen, <laughs> folks, you just got to keep traveling, whether you go back to home, whether you have, you know, this is about sort of going back and, and, and yes. seeing the things and, and the water, the things that were lost, right? all the springs, things that are saved. the redemption, the fact that they have saved the church yeah. and the, the old store. 
and that there are people who still care about their sense of place, the 221. Right. We are yes. at this place, and we are proud of it. Right. So I think, you know, that's what travel's about. It is. And I'm going to tell you what, I, I just got back from an extended jury, uh, journey into the Northwest, Pacific Northwest, but there's no place like home. There you go. No so, all right, folks. Enjoy. Enjoy. Off the eye, wherever you go. We'll see you next month. Bye-bye.